0: Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the We Speak English Good Podcast. Today's guest is Ben Barefoot, who is a Toledo native and local musician. He is is a guitar player who also composes music. Um, And I'm saying, like, when I'm talking about composition, I mean, he, like, composes uh, string sections, which uh, I had the chance when I went over to his apartment to do this podcast. Uh, He showed me his, his, um, his composition, and I think he was doing it in Pro Tools, which threw me off. I didn't realize Pro Tools had started doing, like, the... Composition program thingy like Finality or Sibelius. So but I learned something from that. And uh, also, he was composing strings and he knew how to do that, which is always just amazing to me, considering I'm a self taught musician who barely knows enough to get by. So it was great to see that and he was super excited about it and it got me excited about it and it, it it was just string section but um i think that any composer who you know writes out strings wants to hear it played and he was do- hired to actually compose this so he's gonna hear his composition played by a real string section and that's amazing to me. It it was just like um, my past guest Rassar from uh, The Leak, the hip hop band from Las Vegas. They got a chance to hear their music with a live string section and they recorded it. And I can't wait to hear that recording because I mean, I think it's Any musicians dream to have a string section backing them up as they play. I mean, that's just amazing. Well, it's mine. I mean, I love that idea. Anyways, Ben was more than gracious with his time, even though I was on a time crunch myself. So thank you, Ben. And thank you for opening up your apartment, because we were supposed to be at a cafe, um, a coffee shop, and it was a little noisy in there so his place was a couple blocks down the street so we just went to his place and um, we had a great view of the rosary cathedral which I was baptized in my parents were married in so lots of history personal history for me so it was cool I really I really appreciated him inviting me into his home and, and actually showing me his string composition and it was nice so This is a short one, but a good one. So stay tuned for that. Um, More news here. Uh, Next week is our 100th episode, and I couldn't be happier and prouder to release it. Um, I'm not going to say who it is yet, but just know he was a huge player in the Death Row, like Death Row Records when Death Row Records was Death Row Records, like Snoop Dogg and Dr. Dre era, and not the weird Suge Knight post, like, freaking everybody out and scaring all of his talent away era. This is, like, right in the middle. This is the thick of the shit right here. So he was heavily involved with that, and I'm just going to leave it at that. Just leave it as a teaser. I'm super happy about it, and um, I can't wait for you guys to hear it. Um, also, I was on a Detroit radio show called 5XL, and it was under tapdetroit.com. I did that last Friday. It is up and available. So if you go to tapdetroit.com, you can go to 5XL. Um, the, the actual show is called 5XL and um you can hear me spouting off and it'll give you a good hint on who's coming up for next week so go over there check out that that show and um you know i'll wait go ahead go check it out push pause and i'll wait right here <laughs> Okay, well, I hope you enjoyed that, Uh, (laughs) and if you did listen to that radio show, then you know exactly who my 100th episode guest is, so um, there you go. That's a little insight there. Also, um, I'm going to be releasing that show from Tap Detroit after my 100th episode, uh, just as a simulcast, or simulcast, a simulcast. And, uh, so you guys can hear that and my antics and 5XL is pretty cool. It's a weed heavy conversation, which I like to talk about, but, uh, you know, you can, if you're not into weed, then don't listen to it, but I'm going to be uploading it onto the We Speak English good podcast site and you guys can listen to it and stream it and download it. All you want, so that's enough out of me uh, go ahead and write the show at we speak at gmail.com. check out the website we speak dot and um, let's get into the podcast with uh, Ben barefoot <music> So I'm sitting here in Toledo, Ohio, across from the beautiful St. Ro- Rosary? Rosary Cathedral. Yeah, Rosary. Oh my God. Yep. I was baptized there, but I can't remember its name. So it's the Rosary Cathedral, and that's actually where my parents got married. And Ben Barefoot, who I'm here with right now, that's where he goes to church.
1: That's where I, that's where I go to church on Christmas and Easter.
0: Hey, <laughs> hey you got to get it in at least a couple times a year, right? It's a,
1: it's a cultural thing, yeah.
0: No, I understand. It, it's like... I've talked to some, like, Jewish people who, like, still claim to be, Jew, like, Jewish, but, yeah. like, do not believe in God, but will still take their ass to the synagogue. Yeah, sometimes. it's a community
1: yeah. thing. I I still believe in God, but, you know, um, that's a that's a really big can of worms.
0: Yeah, of course it is. It <laughs> yeah. always is, right? It's, yeah. I mean, everybody has their own take on it. Some more formal than others, but... Yeah. Whatever. So... Ben here has been a musician in Toledo for fuck how long you been playing man
1: I started when I was um when I was in man I, I got my first guitar when I was in uh 4th grade It was one of these things where my I wasn't really good at sports and uh I didn't really show much interest in anything except like playing make believe with my buddies you know. And <laughs> right, like, in fourth
0: grade that's where you're usually at. Right? Yeah.
1: And <laughs> and uh video games. And uh but I saw I saw the um the Beatles anthology. I'm drinking out of a Beatles mug right now. That's right. Um I uh, I saw the Beatles anthology and I was really obsessed with Nirvana and like grunge music. Yeah. You know, and I like begged my parents to give me a guitar and they were like he's just gonna put it in his closet you know it's just gonna gather dust and i don't think there's been a day uh where i haven't played guitar or at least had done something with music throughout the day um since then so i was like that was i was 11 so it's been 31 now so it's been 20 years 20 years yeah
0: 20 years in the game
1: well i don't know about in the game
0: (laughs) Yay! Hey, as soon as you start, I mean, as long as you're not putting it down, like, I, yeah, you're you're participating some yeah. way somehow. Even if you, I feel like even if you're like one of those bedroom players who just like to play in their bedroom, it's like you're still participating in something for sure. That um, I don't know, that's odd and beautiful and magical music, right? So, do you does your family have like, is there a lineage of music in your family? Not really. My
1: mom was an art teacher. I'm tr- well, I'm trying to keep my dog from coming. <laughs> How Very friendly
0: dog.
1: I gotta put my phone on vibrate too.
0: Oop. yeah.
1: Sorry about that.
0: That's okay. It's not even, not even a thing.
1: Um, no, my mom was a. My mom was an art teacher. Um, and she was my art teacher for, uh, I guess all my life. Um, but she taught at the school I went to, and uh, I think that I inherited that. Um, from her, uh, she's an amazing teacher. She has like she teaches high school now, um, and all of her students are just really, really good, you know. And yeah. it's some kind of caring quality that she has, but then also some kind of like deep insight into into art and uh, and so. Um, what was her What was her uh, medium? Um, well, she. She does really amazing sketches And really, really amazing Like watercolor and acrylic stuff um, I wouldn't call her I wouldn't say that she's like somebody's trying to do Put art in galleries or right, anything Right, but she
0: likes to express herself Yeah, in yeah, yeah, yeah I mean, and that's a
1: drew her to the For profession For sure And, and she 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 um, Yeah, she's really good at teaching it Yeah You know um, And uh, So she kind of allowed me to be, uh, and my father too. You know, they they allowed me to be creative when I when I was a kid. They they fostered that environment. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm I'm, I was never going to be a, a a great football player, basketball player, <laughs> student politician, or same way here. You know, man. it's crazy now because we have in Toledo we have um, Toledo School of the Arts for the yeah. kids. I I've. Uh, TSA, uh, yep, TSA, and and I was I'm looking at it. And I'm like, where the hell was that shit <laughs> when I was growing up? Well, you know? I think
0: they did exist, didn't they? I mean, they've been around for a while. Yeah, like, yeah, they uh, did, but, but I mean, not n- not like that. Yeah, yeah, not like how it is now. Like, cause I've seen like a, an alumni band there play just an open mic this January because I came home for uh, Christmas, and I just went out to Rockies uh, in yeah over by Culture Clash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um and they had this sort of open jam thing and me and my wife just did a song but like That's the, so fun. Yeah, it is fun. I love that place. Yeah, it's just like you would never expect that's what's going on in there. Yeah. Um but an alumni band from the, from TSA, they're all young cats. Like everybody it seems like everybody was just home from college. Yeah. And they were in there playing uh Watermelon Man. Is that the Herbie <laughs> yeah. Hancock song? Herbie yeah. Hancock, yeah. And they were killing it. I know. And I just remember like even before i moved to california like seeing some of these kids coming out of their plane i've seen the tsa band open up for george benson downtown and right um you know so like it's it, it was it was awesome but i was already graduated and it seems like it's only grown since yeah it's back. crazy
1: um we did that we did the um Tom Petty tribute show. Yeah. And the the keyboardist who played with us. Was, so we hired on two other musicians and the the keyboardist who played with us has just turned 18 and he's from TSA. Oh, what? His name's Ross Thompson and he's like Frankie and I've known him since he was like 10. Frankie
0: Frankie Frank May. Frank May. Yeah. I reached out to him. Yeah. Uh, uh nice.
1: Yeah, he he, he probably he probably should be here right now, but
0: I don't <laughs> is he part of like your band that you play out? Yeah, with, with uh,
1: Ben Barefoot and the Handshakes, he's the he's the lead guitarist and the guitarist. Yeah, wow. He, yeah. yeah, he used I to do
0: him as a bass player. Yeah,
1: right. Um, he uh, he switched to guitar when when we uh, brought Peter on board, uh, which was maybe three or four years ago. Peter is a guitarist and like a really really great jazz guitarist, but oh, he nice. really wanted to play bass um so and frank at that time was getting tired of playing bass because he felt like you know he couldn't go any further with it you yeah. know and like and it was just boring wow. and i was just like well then you know I, I don't want you to like quit or anything why don't you just you know you play lead guitar and
0: and, and he we'll, kills that lead yeah guitar? yeah
1: yeah, yeah, well, yeah. I mean, he's
0: a fantastic bass player <laughs> that's how i knew of him but i never knew he played guitar and yeah he's um and he kills that that apparently yeah and and like and i think that that was it
1: was as good um because it keeps everybody kind of fresh yeah. you know like when you're when you're in a band and and you're doing uh and you're, you feel like you're getting pigeonholed into just you know and you feel like everything that you're doing is just boring well then all the creativity gets sucked out and when you're when you approach music and you're and you're you're in the mode of discovery um, you know you're in the the mode of discovering new things, and and that if everything feels fresh and good, and, and it spurs more creativity,
0: yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah, so for sure.
1: I think that was a really great decision. Um, I, I love the way I love the way uh, both Peter and uh, Frankie play.
0: And the handshakes. I'm sorry, to interrupt there, but uh, the handshakes. What's the primary like feel of the band? Like. You guys play covers, originals, both. Um, well, know. we
1: yeah, we we've kind of, yeah, we've done, we do both. Um, and that's kind of you how you can
0: it, work with this band. Yeah, town.
1: yeah, yeah. I mean, everybody's really, really talented. Sam, Sam's one of the most talented.
0: The drum Sam Walenberg.
1: Yeah, yeah, Sam, Sam Wallenberg on drums. He, um, he's one of the most talented people I yeah, know. Yeah, he's fantastic. All, all the, all of them are. And um, the thing is, is that it's like, uh, you know, around Toledo, like, you get. You get hired to do uh, cover gigs a lot, and, mm. and they and they pay well. You know yeah. what I mean. I mean, or they, they pay not well, right. but They they pay
0: enough for people to get out of their house and go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah,
1: and and you know help pay the rent and mm-hmm. keep the lights on, and for sure. so the, and there's there's kind of like that kind of thing going on around Toledo, and you uh, kind of get the sense that everybody's a cover band or, or something, and that like and that and then you'll see. Like other musicians playing with every other musician around town, so it's like a hodgepodge of yeah, you know. Um, but when it comes down to what the handshakes do, um, what we do as a group, um, you know, for what our vision of it is is to be an original rock band, and yeah. and we have we have a lot of a lot of original material, and we we go out and play these shows. We like to play about seventy five percent to eighty percent uh original music and then sprinkling covers yeah uh, and i I was really wanted to craft the songs and i still do i want to craft songs in a way that they they feel um they feel like something that you've heard before like something that you can you know relate to mm-hmm. uh kind of like tom Petty songs or something yeah, you know totally. or like the beatles like um or i mean any of the classic rock stuff that um that I love so much You know uh, I want to be able to Play my songs In a bar environment And have people Get into it Or play yeah. You know um, But then also Like I don't know There there are a lot of gigs Where, where we're playing uh, Mostly covers I mean we just did That Tom Petty tribute yeah. show Right
0: Yeah it's tribute And um, R.I.P. Tom Petty
1: Yeah <laughs> Yeah for sure <laughs> And I w- It was crazy because um, when, that, when that when When I found out Tom Petty died I was uh, in the middle of teaching guitar, and um, I think um, Sam Sam sent me a text saying we got it like Tom Petty died, and I he didn't say that in the text. He said you know something to the effect of, "Oh man, we're gonna have to get together and play some Tom Petty," oh. you know. And then I stepped out, and the other guitar teacher where I teach at is like. Dude I'm so sorry Did you hear I'm like no And it was just The wind got knocked out of me yeah. Just like I just sat down I was like I was expected that You know If I were gonna If I were gonna go anywhere with music I might run into uh, Tom Petty one day And be able to Thank him For like All the amazing songs
0: You know Right what I mean? Yeah What a sound ri- Oh sound Songwriter Song yeah. That guy was
1: Yeah right And like and then, so I looked at that text message, and, and uh, Sam was like, "We're gonna have to get together and play some Tom Petty, you know, in honor." And, and it, it is like, we we've put we've put a Tom Petty song in probably every show that we've played together. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I can look back and think back at all the different songs that we did, and I was like, "Dude, all right, well, we're gonna do this." The biggest possible way that we possibly can yeah, you know yeah, like, yeah. like like if we're gonna if we're gonna get together and play Tom Petty songs we're gonna do it in a really really big way and um and what was crazy about that show was that like it just got it just kept getting bigger like <laughs> and it only happened in like two weeks
0: yeah you yeah. know
1: like it we we and it was just amazing that the guy all the guys in the band had an open night to play fleetwoods had an open stage and had an open night there mm. usually you can't book a gig you have to book three months out right you know right um and um you know and it wasn't an, uh, we weren't it wasn't like oh like how much money were we gonna make on this one Or you know whatever right. we didn't we didn't make much money at all um but the the point was that's you know Let's let's just do everything we possibly can to make this a really really fun magical experience, yeah. you know.
0: And you like it to honor somebody who yeah. is such an influence on. Of the, course, of course. The and world. and,
1: it, and the, I, I got on stage and 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 there was the most amount of people I've ever played in front of, and it was just the biggest shot of adrenaline. <laughs> like, <laughs> and I kid you not, like, we we had to cut songs from the set list. We we had we played twenty. Two to 24 Tom Petty songs And um, we had to cut Like two or three of them And every single one of them Was an anthem Every yeah. single one Had everybody in the audience Singing along Word for word And you know All those guitar solos Are just like Are memora- memorable Hell You yeah. know And so everything Everything about that show Was just incredible It felt like there was Some kind of guiding force To to have that Hell like, yeah. You know that's so cool. cool. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah, man. I mean, fuck you, Tom Petty. As you, that actually, who did that for me, Tom Petty. It really hit me hard. But what really hit me hard was when I heard Prince died. Oh yeah. I don't even know why. It's not like Prince's like his entire catalog is amazing, cause like there's some shitty Prince songs. Yeah. I mean, he just sat in his little lab and kicked out tune after tune. Right. So some of them are gonna be duds, but. Right. I don't I don't know why it affected me. Not even like Michael Jackson affected me, but like Prince for some reason. It's like, fuck, dude. Like Well, I think I think it has to
1: do with the with the the uh, quality of character of these people like like Prince and Chris Cornell and um, and Tom Petty like when you hear about their personal lives and who they were in the industry. They weren't they weren't like egotistical jerks yeah. they were like friends to everybody, and yeah. like they were they had like good character right you know and it and that's it's sad to see that because it seemingly you know th- these were people who stood up to the music industry, you know, yeah, and nowadays it doesn't feel like there's anybody who wants to. Stand up and say, you know, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to be a puppet for you. Right. You know, like, you, they're, everybody that gets into music, or at least it feels like, I I know that this is a big broad stroke, but, <laughs> so you know, it feels like everybody that's getting into it now is like, um, how can you sell me? <laughs> you know, how can how can you make me the biggest thing yeah. in the world? And how can, like... Like, what do I have to do? How far do I have to bend over? Yeah, you know, for you to to make me the greatest thing. And so people don't even write their own damn songs anymore. Right? You know, right, they just yeah. they just get on stage and they're, um, you know, they're they're puppets yeah. to the to the master. So you know, they're
0: either half naked or fucking yeah or just terrible right and they're like can can we put it in a taco bell commercial
1: you know what i mean like (laughs) like,
0: (laughs) (laughs) is this gonna sell mazdas right because i didn't know yeah exactly yeah the uh music industry is really crazy i just went i just went down to cincinnati to talk to this uh this independent label who does soul and funk coal mine records and um Oh, it's so cool what they're doing. Like they're just financing bands. Like they're like go out, record your album and we'll put it on vinyl and CDs and and we'll put it out there. They have distributors and, you know, yep. but it's just two guys. It's two dudes and they have a record shop in front and now at the back they run their label. They have a recording studio. I'm doing air quotes yeah. for anybody who can't see well, no one can see. No one can see that. <laughs> for anyone that can't <laughs> see me right now. Um uh, I mean, but it was just like a simple thing and it's sort of modeled after um Daptone. You familiar with Daptone? No. Um Sharon Jones? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so Sharon course. Jones and um Lee Fields, I think, is on that. Anyway, Sharon Jones and the Daptones. The, yeah. Uh, that's they have a studio and that's sort of they built that out and it's just they're just recording, roughly recording music onto old equipment and putting it out. And it, it sounds amazing, right? Yeah. Um, so they kind of went off that. But what they're doing is that, that the label is not making any money, but their record store is. So it kind of feeds each other. And sure. With the with the connections they made, just being a record store they're able to get their albums into places i just it's like companies like that labels like that who are just sort of bringing back this like putting them power back into the artist's hand. that's important instead of you know giving I mean, your power all to this person who has no interest in your creative aspects but are just trying to figure out how to make money for themselves yeah i need to
1: find one of those
0: It's <laughs> <laughs> cool they're cool but it's a cool little label and it's uh I don't know. Let's see. It could be. It could be Shakedown is on there, um, and uh, Surefire Soul Ensemble, Duran Jones. Okay. These are all just independent artists that probably no one's really heard of. Well, yeah, I mean, but the, but they're getting traction, and that's it's the, the yeah, that's the
1: that's the changing landscape. Like yeah, and you know, it, It's like it's so weird because like the veneer of of pop. Uh, you know, commercial music right now is something that I feel like anybody who is an artist uh, or a musical, you know, anybody who has any insight into this thing, like has been saying, "Well, it's gonna fall." Yeah. You know the the yeah. the dinosaur will die someday, and it doesn't happen. <laughs> right. It never happens. Right. And it's like there used to there, there used to be a time. I think like the golden age, like the things that we look at and we call the golden age of music, was there was this nice, healthy relationship between um, the artist. And the and and the record companies, right. um, where the, the record companies couldn't really figure out what was cool, but they trusted the artist to know what was cool and or to create it. Yeah. you know what I mean. And um, and so they had free reign. You know, I mean, like I couldn't imagine being a. Could you imagine being like a like a a World War Two generation record executive?
0: You know what I mean? Still, and, still and here yeah. Trying to make decisions and shit.
1: Yeah, and here come these kids in in like psychedelic clothing. Oh, okay, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they're like they're like, Well, we don't know what's cool, but right. I mean it's selling, so just keep doing yeah, that. Yeah, just let them you know? work. Yeah. Just try to stay out of the way. Right, right, right. And and now it's like now it's like there's a whole bunch of investors like at like a really high, really high level. Yeah. And they're like we can't we can't tolerate another Kurt Cobain John Lennon or you know anybody because their flight risks you know mm-hmm. what I mean they'll have they'll they'll get addicted to drugs or they'll they'll kill themselves and then we won't get a return on our investment <laughs> yeah you know what I where's mean my <laughs> like, money? where's my buddy like you know and and I mean obviously like um that's what. That's just what's going on, you know. That, that's it's uh, and it's it's sad to to sit here and bitch about it because I got you know other things to do besides that.
0: <laughs> but, <laughs> but bitching about it is part of the process. I think. Right. I mean, I mean, it's really <sighs> when when you have people complaining and have people like actually trying to do. It, I mean, this is just the start of it. Ever since printing cds have kind of become non-profitable you know like big record companies aren't selling cds right now it's all streams right and they are selling cds it's weird too because records are kind of coming up so i i feel like there's an opening for independent artists to kind of start creating their own stuff which is is because the internet
1: that's the other thing though too is that it's like i hear this i hear this um this phrase being used a lot, where people would go, "Well, there's good, there's good music out there. You just got to go look for it." Yeah, and I'm like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> why, why do we have to go look for it? Right. You know what I mean? Like, there, there should be. It should be. Well, there's really bad music out there, but you got to go look for it. You, really <laughs> you know, gotta you gotta really got to go look for that bad music. <laughs> You're you know? absolutely right.
0: Like- <laughs> That that uh, whole mindset of just like you got to figure it out for yourself because because right. now I got to go
1: troll around on the internet trying to find like a, right. something that like makes me happy and like <laughs> then feel like I'm living in like like a Stockholm syndrome like uh, yeah music like musical culture you know and that's the truth is that this the these these companies you know these. Big record companies or whatever, they they control our culture. Yeah, you know, like the the youth of America are not in control of culture. It's the it's it's who they want right to to control it. Right, they just
0: press it down your throat yeah. Until you accept it as right. this is what's
1: good. Yeah,
0: and uh, it, yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's gotten kind of sick. Yeah, a lot sick.
1: Yeah, but no, yeah, <laughs> we could we could sit here and rail about the man. Right on.
0: <laughs> 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 but okay, so. What was like your so you went to school for music. What right. was your what was your I major? never I never graduated. But you and know it, how to compose fucking uh, yeah. that at least you well, got that out of it shit.
1: Yeah, I didn't yeah. get that at all. Um like I went I went for um I went for jazz guitar performance and um I really wanted to go for uh composition um but they they ended the composition music composition major uh when I the year that I got there. Where um, was this? This is at UT, University of Toledo. And um and but I loved my music theory classes, like they were they were amazing. They taught me like invaluable um stuff, you know. Yeah. And um and like I don't know, I, I feel like uh, I probably should have just stuck it out but I I kinda got disillusioned with um with the whole the whole program and I, that's me I was young you know I was rebellious and uh, i didn't I didn't see the value in it you know well, in, until now
0: well at least you weren't just too drunk to go to class well, <laughs> like, there was, like there was some people in the, this room there was yeah
1: <laughs> there, there was some of that don't I'm not I'm, I'm not immune to that too um, yeah,
0: school was, school I mean like I love the whole I love the idea of going to school and becoming like a great jazz player who can just play whatever. But like, as I got deeper and deeper into music, I I was just like, wow, I'm not, this is not, no, this is not for me. Well, (laughs) yeah, there's, there's that. And then, but there's this, there's this thing is that like
1: jazz is like, jazz is like its own language. And, and, um. That's why most people don't like it, or at least they don't understand it. Yeah. They, they don't like it because they don't understand it. Um, they don't. They don't realize that that the real art medium is not is. It, you know, it's in the head of of the thing, but. It the real art medium is the ability to improvise, um, you know, over the changes and and to have kind of a conversation going on right. with the guys in the band and or in the audience and to yeah. expand upon that.
0: Yeah, it's a high level circle jerk.
1: Yeah, great. well, <laughs> real,
0: I mean, no, it, and yeah, I love it. I'm a fucking yeah, a, a huge fan. It
1: it it can it can get to mind blowing proportions. You it know, can. It's it just can. watching uh, Herbie Hancock, it was like somebody had like a video that was like. The five times Herbie Hancock went beast mode, and it was like, <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: <laughs> 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 That's i
1: was literally like watching. It. I'm like, this can't get any more chaotic, and it does. And, he, and like, and it's still being held together. Yeah, you know, but it's it just everything. It was, it's amazing. Um, but yeah, you couldn't, you couldn't put that on pop radio, right? You know what I mean. And yeah. the, but some something that happens in the, um, the college world is that jazz becomes this um or at least how i felt is that jazz becomes kind of like this embalming uh method of like oh uh, and it feels like you're just kind of keeping alive uh you know some like an like a dead art form mm-hmm. you know like there's there's very specific ways that you have to play yeah and there, and there's very like and and they tell you that but they don't they don't tell you how like why you know they don't tell yeah. you like like because it creates the, the feeling of serenity or because it creates the feeling of chaos or right. you know they, they only tell you it has to be done like no unison bends you know <laughs> okay, like yeah. you know what I mean yeah, like yeah. you have to play with your guitar like like you have to play with your strap And your guitar hanging above your belt <laughs> You know what I mean <laughs> like, Yeah, like, yeah. Like, I don't know Yeah you gotta have
0: this hollow body and Right you gotta,
1: Yeah and it's, You gotta wear suits to the club It's kind of like that But it's not really like No not at all um, When you think about like Bitches Brew hmm. um, You know and You think about like Miles Davis and, and John Coltrane they just, They're just they just really expanding the art Right You know but it, it got to a point where it it wasn't accessible to the mainstream anymore because yeah. it, the only thing it could do is go further
0: well and you know? like what's interesting about miles davis is that there was jazz and blues before miles davis like and sure. he looked up to dizzy gillespie and charlie bird who was like doing bebop which is right if you're coming out of like a formal jazz thing yeah this was the next evolution and so people were hating that. Like even like the people who were just playing jazz, just whatever, you know, just the the standards were hating that. Right. I'm reading the Miles Davis book right now, so It's, a, it's <laughs> you a, touched on Yeah,
1: no, it, touched on. The- yeah, and like well, I guess and then too like when you're in when you're in college like you don't really realize those things because like you know it, it was it was a great experience when when i was a kid to, to go to like the jazz clubs there there used to be Rusty's and murphys mm-hmm. and used to and we used to just hang out and it was a it was a great place to kind like yeah,
0: of yeah, yeah. like, like Yeah you just hung out yeah and
1: like in smoke six like you know like I don't know Like almost like you Jack Kerouac Or something You know
0: <laughs> You're young And you're going out And you're absorbing The yeah. culture that you have presented right? Yeah it's, it's like cool
1: <laughs> There's like a little bit Of rebelliousness to it But then there's also This like cool Like I don't know Like observance of, um, of Of the art form And
0: Were you much of a Player who would bring Their guitar And be like Hey can I sit in Or were you more of No I was afraid I yeah, was way
1: too afraid To do that <laughs> you, too. I, I was, you know, I'm I was
0: Still like, afraid of that shit.
1: Yeah I um <laughs> You look at some of those players, um, and they just—they're just really, really good. And Claude Black, he
0: died, right? I—I I don't know if he passed. I—I I, or did Clifford die? I think, I think one Cla- of them I died. Think Claude Black died. Claude, yeah, okay. Because I, I was just thinking, I want to talk to Clifford Murphy if he's still around. Jeez. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, Murphy's was awesome, and I heard about it, and I was saddened that that place got, that they shut down, Yeah, and I know it was under, just because no one was there to take it over, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe, like, I don't know, like,
1: obviously with the kind of, like, renaissance that's happening in Toledo, like, maybe,
0: like, I call it that. It's kind of small. Um, well, I mean I mean it's big for me I mean like the Renaissance I mean just the improvements I've seen all over the city I think is, is awesome. It's yeah it's amazing because when we were kid kids, you know we were like we didn't have really shit to we didn't Nothing really to have do. anything right 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 we just
1: the, well I think that it, like you know they just opened up that um that Prometica area. Oh yeah. You know, over yeah. there. Um and that's right where Murphy's was. So right. maybe maybe if somebody comes along it's like, is like, "Man, there,
0: is there a jazz club in
1: It's not there there's not a jazz club. They they tried to make it
0: No, I mean like is there one in Toledo? Um cuz I know uh what's the Rick uh Ragtime Rick still performed, but Yeah. I don't know if he I don't know if there's any specific Cuz he used to have a place called Ragtime Rick's, correct? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um yeah, I don't think that there is uh
1: there might be. A, I could be completely wrong, but right. I there isn't a jazz club like that. Right, right. You know, like that
0: embodies that spirit. Yeah, yeah. Murphy's and
1: Rusty's, Rusty's. You know, yeah. yeah. I mean, that, like players would come in and off the road. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. like, I mean, you you'd see the pictures uh, up at Rusty's, and it was just like this, like back alley bar. Right. Which you know? was
0: where was that? Was that out? Where the fuck was That was
1: that was off of Burn. Yeah. It and was and it
0: was like out there somewhere yeah. that wasn't really like yeah. a place you would expect. It's like this is
1: where like drug deals happen, <laughs> yeah. you know, like this is like, this is where like people get shot, you know? <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I don't know. Um
0: But yeah, the, there's a formality to jazz that sort of makes it sterile and well, uh, that it, people it, can't grasp onto Well
1: it. yeah, and and I, I, I think that that kinda has the thing. But I don't know. I I still think it's it's there because now, I mean, I go and listen to it now, and I I have different ears, and uh, and I I enjoy it a lot more yeah. than when I was learning it. Um, <laughs> you know, um,
0: how how are you? Do you are you a confident player with jazz? Or?
1: Yeah, uh, I haven't I haven't gone and played a jazz gig since since then. Like, oh wow, you know, but um, but that doesn't mean I I don't love it. And 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 when when uh sometimes at rehearsal like. Uh, we'll just, we'll just start playing over, you know, so what, you know, um, or something. And, and that's fun. Um, and, but again, like, I don't know, I'm, I'm, I'm really into writing music and I'm always looking for, um, I'm always trying to find like a common thread of human experience. So it's a little bit different of a, of a creative process you know um where i'm trying to find like really good lyrics and melodies and and that go over you know the songs and um you know i, I don't know i maybe maybe i'll play jazz again at some point but um i i don't know i i i'm really happy doing what i'm doing <laughs>
0: well yeah you got to do what you love yeah and j- um, i i think jazz is cool but i think being a jazz musician would be like so i, I don't know about boring but like just, I don't know. There's, if you're a horn player, it's different, I feel like. You yeah. know, like if you're a rhythm guy, if part of the rhythm section, I feel like it's different than if you're a horn player because the well, horn players are always in demand, even if they're not playing jazz. Yeah, I just went and saw this guy. Um, he's, I think he's from Ypsilanti,
1: I can't remember, but his name's Galen Bundy. And, um, and he had a, we bought his album because we, we were just blown away. He's like, he's like my age, and, um, you know he um was something like the most far out jazz I've heard in in a while and it was really fun to watch him perform it nice. um and Ben wilkins was playing the horn and um uh the bassist uh bassist's name is jay and we jay um uh ah we oh, cut this part out. Yeah. <laughs> cut this part out cuz a friend of mine and the name the name is the name is totally slipping my my head right now. That's okay. Um but
0: anyway, there's a lot of
1: jazz talk.
0: <laughs> yeah, we don't have to talk about jazz. I was actually going to bring up Cannon Fodder. Can ca, Can cannon, cannon Fodder? F- what's that? Wasn't that a band or an album you did before? Uh-huh. Really? Cannon no. Fodder. Uh-huh. What the fuck was Cannon Fodder? Sorry, uh, I got you confused with someone right. else. That's okay. Like I was telling you on the on the phone the other day. Like we've talked before several times, and I'm not expecting to remember who I am, but you just popped into my head as a potential guest because of uh, because I thought that you, Cannon fodder. You, I. This is what I remember, and it's since it's not you, then it's someone else. But I thought that we were talking at maybe Howard's Club or maybe even Mickey Finn's, and you were talking about a band. Well, obviously, it wasn't you, so I don't even know what I'm talking about. That's though. okay. That's <laughs> all right. Um. That, so, over the years, you've been just releasing music. I mean, because I've, I've, over the years, I've been following you on Facebook and stuff because I just... Just we were friends, and so yeah. I would see you put something out, and a lot of some of it was acoustic. And so, what what would you say where you're at now um, with the sound that you're going for? I know you're trying to have something accessible, but like,
1: well, I I guess it's accessible. I, I'm 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 not I'm not trying to write for the masses. That's for yeah. sure. I, I I want I want to write from my own like I'm trying to write from my own experience uh, way more now than it, than I did in the past. Um it I I had this process where I was being able to turn out like a song a week. Oh no. Nice. And and it was it was cool, but I got I got really comfortable with that and then it became boring and <laughs> like, you know what <laughs> I mean? You're like, like I don't want to do this. Yeah. Way. And and so like now I'm trying to um I'm trying to draw upon more of my personal experience and um it, it, it kind of in like that way um i'm trying to think um,
0: what so what what would be like a pro how would you start a song just take me through a process of a song um
1: usually i get um this is a good this is a good conversation i uh i usually get like a chord or a, a bunch of chords or something and uh or like a lick you yeah. know and uh and i kind of like I kind of like feel out. I feel like there's like a there's like a whole world of like words um, that exists like outside of our realm, mm-hmm. and I just gotta like I gotta get in touch with that. Yeah, you know, dip it,
0: into the pool.
1: Yeah, and it's and it's and it's kind of crazy because you 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 you're, you're, you're uh, jogging between two psychological um, mindsets. Right, where where you <clears throat> you want to go out and and just completely embrace chaos, you know, like you just Mm -hmm. go out and just kind of like, like escape into this like sea of emotion and words and, and stuff like that. Um, but then when you're out there, you're looking for something and you find it and then you want to bring it back and smash it into a form, Mm -hmm. you know, and, you know, into, into like a four minute and 30 second, (laughs) you know what I mean? (laughs) And like, and that's, that's a really, really weird thing to do. But, um, it it's really it's pretty cool because um i've i've found i've found that like when you're open to it it's kind of like it's kind of like opening opening uh like an envelope or like a there's like a i'm peering through um like a hole in the wall mm-hmm. and and i just got to pull it back like more and more to get there yeah you know and then i do and um and i'm out there and and i've got the cords with me and uh and then, you know, I bring it back and, and um and I have a hook, you know, yeah. or I have like a line. And it means something to me, but it also means something that it means it means something to me, but it means something to me because it can mean something to somebody else. Yeah.
0: yeah. You know.
1: Um, and that's most important. I'm not just trying to write solely for myself. Yeah. I'm trying to get myself across, but also myself being out in this like Worlds, uh, you know this other worlds,
0: yeah, you know with sh- with shared experiences, and yeah, like collective consciousness, exactly the hive and connecting to the hive, yeah, and reaching that flow state. Mm-hmm. I think that's what you're trying to. Th- there's a technical. I think it comes from Silicon Valley, but they call it flow state. Is when you um, are at the most creative uh, point. Of your expression and you lose sense of time and place right and all that matters is what you were doing and what you're creating
1: right well, I that, that and that's a really good thing like I um I wrote this song a couple of years ago and it's uh, it's called Tristan and Isolde again and um, say that again it's called Tristan and Isolde again Tristled I- Tristan and Isolde it was a that's a reference to um uh, this opera by uh, Richard Faulkner awesome um, and uh, and it, the, the song is like 10 minutes long and it's just all lyrics, like Bob Dylan style, nice. you, know, de, you know, Desolation Row. Okay. Or like Sad Eye Lee of the Lowlands or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, um, and I was in this state of mind and I wrote the song in like a night, mm-hmm. you know, and it's just a book of lyrics. I had, I had four pages of <laughs> lyrics and I was even cutting stanzas.
0: Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. From,
1: from it because, uh, like, you know I want to get the the best ones in there and um, and I was in this state of mind and I uh, then somebody came to pick me up for lunch we went to lunch this the next day and I'd been up drinking coffee all night and um, and I get and somebody would they would say something and my head would immediately finish the last word and rhyme it <laughs> you know what I mean <laughs> yeah. like and, and I would I was able to do that you know I so it's one of those things. It's, it's a it's a training exercise. Yeah, you know, like you, it's like working out. Like you have to, you have to like get your brain on the on the songwriting treadmill.
0: It's true. Yeah, you know? it's true. Um, have you ever heard of the book The Art? Not Art of War. It's called The War of Art. I for- no, I forget the name of the author, but it's for writers. But it applies to anyone doing creative, like in creative any creative medium you could be applied to it and he's saying that same thing Whereas, like you gotta look at it like a job and you gotta do it every day like it's your job right. And even if all you produce is garbage <laughs> for right. that entire day you did your job and it talks about fighting the urge or the laziness that uh, of because you're naturally inclined to want to hold yourself back and not do what you're supposed to be doing. You know, like nobody wants to get up and go to work unless you love your job. But all I'm saying is like, not there's clearly. a resistance that you're fighting. He calls it resistance. And oh, yeah. this resistance to creating. And in, in, uh, because he was saying there's no such thing as writer's block. There's just people not writing.
1: Yeah, it's like this there's many times where I'm just laying in bed and like looking at my cell phone.
0: You know what yeah, I mean? Exactly. Like and I'm just like But and then you feel like man, I should be like
1: writing or something. You know, <laughs> how many how many more episodes of this can I watch? <laughs>
0: like <laughs> Oh dude, do you get that do you get that guilt feeling like when you're watching? I think TV? everybody does. I think so too. I think everybody does. I mean like because I mean I especially right now, I feel like I'm fucking just wasting away in this just because i don't have access to my equipment and i don't have access to because i had a routine i would fucking wake up uh take care of my son go down to the studio mix master whatever i was doing yeah come back up and then maybe i have to go play a gig that night and like that was all the time plus me and my wife are running a business out there so it was extreme and i was creating and collaborating and then all of a sudden it's just off so it's like yeah. right now I'm just well, <laughs> I'm it's, fucking you know, shaking it, because yeah. it's hard. And But I'm still sitting down with my guitar or sitting down at the piano and I'm fucking plunking away even if it's just, I'm just dicking around. like Yeah, I, it's
1: something, I, right? You
0: have to make sure that you do something at least every day. It, that's how I see it. I mean, other people are way more extreme and then other people are way... Lazy about the whole situation.
1: You know, there is there is that thing. I think that there's there's some. I don't know. I that's not necessarily like how I approach. I know. Yeah. I know. Everybody. I know that I have a friend, uh, and he uh, the the kid whose album, a guy, kid, the man, the man, (laughs) a Uh, man, the man. The man whose album I'm working on right now is uh, uh, a friend of mine named Ben Stalitz, and and he writes he writes every day and he writes a lot and he's got like a book of lyrics and I i don't necessarily have the same process I, yeah. I really um like i get into uh i get into a state of mind where i'm i don't know i i can't i i have to constantly be looking for the best line
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know what i mean like i don't commit anything to paper yeah unless um unless i find it to be good and you know why? Why don't you want to commit to paper? Because obviously you can just cross it out and write underneath. I don't know. I think that there's a magic in that. I think that there's a there's a thing that it's like, and and I will. I'll go back and re-edit stuff. Yeah. yeah. But like, like, I want to make sure that that it is a well thought out. Mm-hmm. You know, like, like, and maybe it's just because I'm um, a bit of a perfectionist. You know, when it comes to this kind of stuff, and some people think, well, we can just just put it out there and then and and then chisel it down until it's a perfect structure where i'm mm-hmm. like like i'm more of like build it from the inside and make sure that it's a perfect structure you know and then yeah. take it out there yeah a bit a bit more like architecture or something you know instead of like
0: do you uh, do you like to collaborate with people or do you um, find yourself just sort of you know like,
1: i i do uh, i do but i i haven't as much um like i haven't as much recently uh ben and i ben ben stalitz and i uh collaborated on one song and it was great because i was in the middle of a writer's block and he really he pulled me out of it um yeah to have somebody around like that you know um and so there's that but uh i don't know a lot of i try to i try to keep everything kind of like inside the band Mm. you know um just because I feel that it's 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 important to me, and I don't know why it doesn't really mean all that much to anybody else. I'm sure, but I think that you know we we kind of operate on a principle, uh-huh. you know, and I like that. Yeah. I like that there's there's us, and and as a band, and we're and we're really like a tight knit group of guys, you know, um, and 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 it's like a circle, yeah. you know, and you and there's only there's only us in it, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, I like that
0: so do you write the song and then bring it to the band or and then they figure out their parts or do you have their parts figured out like um, how do you present a song or how does your band create that? there was
1: a lot of stuff that I wrote there's a lot of stuff that I wrote with very specific things in mind and then there was a, then recently more recently uh, been like like you're showing him stuff and being like what do you what do you think about this you know what, what could we do here mm-hmm. you know um, I it, it, that's a that's a rewarding process um, because I feel like everybody's more involved. Yeah, you know what I mean, and um, and like I don't know it when I when I first when I first started writing I didn't have a band so you know I just I just came up and and I had to have these songs to be like here this is how it goes, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, and then I felt like a jerk. <laughs> like because I was like, you play this here. Yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? And and they're like, I don't wanna play that.
0: Right, yeah. yeah. Well I, I kinda hear this and right. I wanna express myself my
1: own way. <laughs> right, exactly. And and then you just yeah, I don't and I don't like that feeling. Um I do I do like I do like being decisive, but mm. also at the same time I don't I don't like being dictatorial yeah i I feel you i feel you
0: because there are certain things that is like no this has to be this way but i don't mind your take right 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 and i'll go ahead
1: please um and and they 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 see things differently. everybody sees things differently and you know sometimes you know sam will be like well maybe it should be maybe it maybe it should be a minor four chord Mm -hmm. or you know what i mean or maybe it could be like a you know like a flat six and like we we love that one (laughs) (laughs) all right cool yeah no that that works way better than what i was thinking Mm -hmm. you know um
0: yeah collaboration is amazing and it's it was something hard for me at first because i'm very much just like i like to write my own shit and since i can sort of play sort of play the instruments myself i just sort of like this is how i want it yeah and but working with my wife, who I write primarily write for, um, that changed a lot of shit because I would, I'll, I'll write a song and I'll have a format, of have the chords all mapped out. So you write for her. Yeah, for her to sing over. That's awesome. And then she'll sing, she'll write her her lines, and um, you know. But my wife, being the wonderful and beautiful control freak that she is. <laughs> we'll come in and be like no that's not the hook that's not the chorus no no this part's the chorus i'm like no no no, no. but you don't know understand this part's the this right. part's the chorus because this part's the it comes up and it's great and this is where you sing louder and yeah. project you know like all that and so working with her especially especially cuz we're both like stubborn and selfish musicians and yeah. we we uh oh uh, it, it's helped me sort of break down those barriers of like just being very committed to what i already wrote I was like this is how it has to go and god that's helped me so much with just working with bands and uh being the musical prostitute that i was in san diego <laughs> i uh you know like carrying that with me i i think that's a valuable thing for any musician to like sort of take on yeah and to like, be able to work with like, make sure that yeah. you can work with other people and especially if you're the primary writer and being able to write with them I mean, it's different when you're Bob Dylan, you know, like, and you'd yeah. be like, no, you got to play that line like this and right, like right, right, that, but like when you're starting out and you're trying to create something different and something that you, yeah. know, you want people to latch on to. Well,
1: yeah, and uh, there's, yeah, um, like, like we, we just, uh, so again, for the, for the Tom Petty show, we brought on, we brought on, uh, Ross Thompson and he, and he's like this like kid prodigy, like amazing. We've known him since he was like 10 and Frankie have been Frankie and I have been like really involved in like trying to be a mentor to him. But the other guy we brought on was a, uh his name's Lucas Madrazo. He's he's from here but he moved to New York City. Oh, okay. You see a common theme here. A lot of people yeah. are moving back from, you know. Right. Uh I've been seeing that everywhere.
0: Yeah, well it's impossible to live in fucking right? in cities that like New York or right West Coast. San Diego San, San Francisco Diego. And it's San- crazy it's crazy yeah. yeah
1: so anyways but Luke Lucas like came and and um and like he uh he operates in this in this way different way and it was awesome like it was perfect mm. um because uh he's very organized and wanted like wanted to get the sheet music oh, uh yeah. for all the stuff and wanted and like would be like you know, on me about getting getting some of the sheet music done, and he would do a lot of the sheet music, and we'd bring him to rehearsals and stuff.
0: Oh wow! And
1: we've never operated that way, yeah. Like, um, and it was so amazing to have him there. Uh, and I, I, I don't know. I don't. He was in, he was with a band out in uh, New York uh, called Inland Traveler. I don't know if it's still happening, but it might be. Um, I think it is. I think it is. But um, Inland Traveler, but. Like, I don't know. I, I really hope that maybe he'd want to, like, continue playing with us because, like, uh we, was was he play? He plays. He plays guitar, but he also he plays guitar. But he was doing like percussion and guitar. Oh, okay. During the show, okay. So. Um, and he sings. He's got a beautiful voice, you know. And,
0: oh, nice.
1: Yeah, and and it's like, it's like we we really could use that, you know, in our group as somebody to work with because, like you were saying, people operate differently, mm-hmm. you know, and. Really, what you want is to have that collaboration. Hell to, yeah! You know what I mean. To that, that it's that it's uh, balancing. Right, right. You know?
0: And then it's not just one-sided because that gets stale after a while. Yeah. When it's just like it's just like 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 for instance like Prince. Prince is a genius, and I love him to death. And he has amazing hits. And his last album he put out is actually fucking awesome. But um. Oh. Wow oh Like a
1: accident Car something. accident, man. Oh, man, they're on the other side of the road.
0: Oh, what happened? Oh, man. That car just ran out of the curb or something? I guess so. Oh, shit. Not paying attention. I bet he was texting. No <laughs> one's hurt. No one's hurt. Everybody, it's okay. Someone just ran over a little median there. I hope that wasn't a hit and run. Oh, that'd be awful. Yeah. No, it doesn't look like it. Okay.
1: Okay, well, we're going to get back to the program. (laughs) Holy smokes.
0: I don't even know what I was talking about. Where were we?
1: We were talking about collaborating. We were talking about Prince.
0: Oh, Prince. Fucking Prince. Yeah. But there's a lot of stuff that I think he put out over the years where he's not really collaborating with anybody. He's just sort of in his little masturbatorium studio just sitting there you right. know, beating it and throwing it out. And a lot of it, that shines through. And I think what the beauty of collaboration is, is like you were saying, it gets you out of ruts. Or yeah. It, it makes you think about things differently. Yeah. And see something that you thought you knew in a different light, which creates... I'll give you a perfect example for how it applied to me my wife um my wife and her band uh we're, they're recording an album right now in san Diego uh, Tim felton kitchen Two surefire soul Ensemble. Enfo- ensemble can never do that surefire soul ensemble love <laughs> those guys um he has a studio where he's uh he records directly to tape he has like all the old machines Ooh, all I the old that. preamps all that shit and then he dumps in the pro tools and then he edits like that yeah what's is, that one called uh what do you mean
1: the studio
0: he, it's called kitchen Two. i mean okay it's just it's it's literally his house right and his wife it drives his wife nuts but uh, <laughs> it's just his house that he turns into a studio he like moving blankets are his like little gobos and you know he just but he has all the old shit he has the old mics he has the old uh, preamps and we recorded our music um that method and i wasn't even thinking how much it was gonna change the entire feel or everything but it changed it in such a way that it makes me write to record like that now. Oh, I see what you mean. That's all I want to do is yeah. record like that. Right. And like get that beautiful tape saturation and get right. that, you know, and, and it's just the, like, well, the so flow,
1: now, of the, the workflow. Yeah. When you have to work with a tape machine. Oh, yeah. It, well, it's totally different.
0: Oh, yeah, totally. You know, and the way my wife insisted on doing it <laughs> is doing it all one cut one take no one's tracking if you weren't at the session you're not on this you're not on the song
1: i love that kind of stuff It she very she does it. and you like, know what
0: it came from it came from uh she found out that the beatles recorded sergeant pepper on a four track or an eight track was that well yeah or but kind of yeah kind of yeah she found out that, that it was only four tracks i was like no 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 it wasn't just four tracks if you no. listen to sergeant pepper it's like hundreds of tracks with all kinds of crazy shit going on but they, they bounced it down, bouncing to a, it down, yeah, bouncing it down, and that's not what stuck. What stuck was like, oh, I want to just be a few tracks, and I want to be just a, one take. Well, they did several takes of each song, but but just capture one take, the best one, and yeah, the best take, right? And, and that's don't, it. don't don't mess
1: down. with it, yeah. You know, just like just get the best performance. Right. Say, yeah, I know. And I'm it's all very about stripped
0: that. down, very simple. And, like, the way that it came out, like, fucking blew my brain out. Like, Because I was so opposed to that. I was like, no, 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 we got to get our horns in there. We can bring them on another day. Right. We can do this. We can do that. And she's like, fuck that. We're stripping it down. And, you know, and that's another part of collaboration that can be kind of painful is seeing these songs that you had all planned out just be stripped down into this, but it came out great and yeah. I'm, I'm not, well, that's, I'm not hating. yeah, but like uh, the, I keep saying principled, like I really, the thing
1: that, that um, kind of blows my mind is the way that like the thing, the people that I, the, the music that I admire was um if you look at the, the mentality mm. of the people in those groups, they were all very principled. Mm. Like, I mean, to the point where it was like, if George Harrison brought uh, Eric Clapton in on on the White Album to play mm-hmm. the to play the guitar solo, okay. like the Beatles were like, we're not going to put him in the liner notes <laughs> because we don't want our our audience to imagine that the Beatles are anything more than the four of us. Hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And 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 they that's how they operated. It's the same thing. Like you look at Tom Petty is like, you know, he when at the beginning of his career was like, they the record labels only wanted him, you know, and they only wanted his songs, but he made, he made sure by hook or by crook that the guys that he was going to be playing with were his buddies from Gainesville, Florida, not, not Not, LA players, not Nashville players, you know, and, and that's, that's something that you don't see a lot of anymore of people who, uh, operate from principle, Mm
0: -hmm. you know,
1: from, from an idea. Right. Um, and when you go into a recording studio, and you have the ability to, uh, you have the ability to 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 play a shitty take, right? And then edit it later. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like oh, I know exactly well, what you mean. What, are we, what the hell are we doing? I know like exactly what are we, what are we, we like, like? Who are we fooling? Right. You know. Yeah, uh, yeah. Fooling the audience, and then that's fooling us, fooling ourselves.
0: You know. What I mean, it's just a right. big. It's a Joke. right and it's allowing musicians not to have the greatest musicianship right and and i'll admit i'm i'm fucking so guilty of being like you can fix that post right okay oh, sweet me too. we're moving <laughs> right me too <laughs> <laughs> because if i can't get something after so many takes i'm just sitting there like i'm looking at the clock and i'm just thinking right like, and it's time and yeah. i'm just like we're gonna just fix this and mix it. i can't i'm just not i'm not <laughs> yeah yeah totally <laughs> but for the most part I can handle, you know, what I'm supposed to be doing. I can do my job correctly, right, 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 <laughs> for the most part.
1: Well, yeah, and and you, what you want to do, like, you know, if you listen to all the recordings that you love, I mean, yeah, they were they were done on tape, and they were they were done in a way in which, like, you had to press the you had to press the record button, mm-hmm. you had to let the tape go a little bit. You know, it wasn't just like take me back there, punch me in there, right? Take right. me back there, punch me in there for every single word that you were singing. You know right, what I mean? Yeah. Like, what the heck? Like, um, how can you? I always think that when I'm when I'm in a recording studio doing vocals or doing something, I I am, and this is I know that this is kind of metaphysical, and and people will be like, no, it's it's total bullshit, but fuck, like, them. <laughs> yeah, like, but like I'm like trying to. I'm trying to get the recording to pick up on the thoughts that I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I want, I want just that element of spirituality. Right. You know? Yeah, of, you
0: want emotion to be fucking picked up through that microphone. Right, right, right. Yeah. Exactly. You want the everything that you put into that song to come out and into that microphone. Right, and man. if and if like and if and if you cut and if you cut from that
1: performance mm-hmm. to another performance to another performance to another performance, to another performance yeah. like. Then the spiritual signals are are now just a, a hodgepodge just the same way yeah. that the guitar parts are. Yeah. You know what I mean? I And, tell you. and yeah. it's kinda like well now it's just a mosaic of, of like weird You know what <laughs> Right, like, right. Different
0: different places it's in like, time, yeah. Yeah. And like you in like However, you felt that day is not going to be the same as you felt the next day. That's right. And it's not going to be, yeah. yeah. And that was a big part of why my wife wanted to do it the way she did. But again, it's not exactly how I wanted to do it. It's a, it's a really, but it's I a loved really trippy it. thought. You know, it is trippy. It is trippy to just to be like, there it is. And right, and right, right. Done.
1: You're right, and I feel it. like when you listen to like those old like Motown or like Stax records or anything like that, they were doing them all in one take like yeah. that. Yeah. And like, and when you listen to this stuff like. Makes your hair stand up Right And they're guy girl songs Like they're not They're not anything Insanely profound Right (laughs) Like they They're just They're just Hey don't break my heart You know like This old heart of mine You know like Mm -hmm. whatever And But for some reason It can bring you to tears And it's a pop song Right You know I mean I feel like that there was A spiritual element To those To those people At that time Right You know I mean I think it's all picked up From the microphone It's all picked up From the experience Of being in the studio together Um, Hell yeah you know, I, I like I'm, um, and that's why I would, I would prefer to do. If you're not working on a tape machine, at least act like you are. Right. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so
0: I don't know. That's kind of. I like that. I, I that that uh makes sense, and it actually makes me feel better about the whole situation with my wife and her band's recording. Oh, I'm, I'm sure she loved you. <laughs> I'm sure she loved you for it. Um, well, thanks I for mean, listening to me. She says. <laughs> Well it's 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 just uh I didn't mind the whole idea of doing it in one take because the musicians were good enough and she's good enough and, you know, I knew that we were going to capture a bass sound that sounds good. Yeah. But I wanted to come back with the horn section and I wanted to come back with the hand percussionist and, you know, like... Yeah. And it really add... Add some textures. Whole, some textures. Well, that, that's,
1: that's cool too, but maybe maybe it just wasn't... But
0: she's just not into yeah. it. Yeah. She's like, if yeah. they're not here, they're not here and that's how we're doing it. So, next time, she's flying back out in the next couple months to kind of finish up and... Um, She's gonna invite two backup singers who will have to be playing. Who have to do it one in the take, moment. Yeah, in the moment, get it, and that you know that's it. Yeah. And so um, and a percussionist. Which I, man, I'm so bummed the percussionist wasn't on <laughs> these three tracks. You never, right? you never
1: realize how much that how much that adds to a song. No, you know, because it's the it really is just the icing on the cake. Like, oh my it's God. like you know, I agree. it is, it's like the, the little tiny bit of sauce, mm-hmm. you know, that, that, that comes that makes in. it stand out. Right.
0: Like, there's a song that we have that she does that has, it, it's just the fucking triangle that the hand percussion is yeah. to play. Perfect. Da-ding. Yeah. And it's not there, and I wish it was, and she won't let him go back <laughs> and do it. And she's just like, no, fuck it. That's just not how it is now. Yeah. Well, and, and, like, the thing is about that is that it's her name out there yeah it's her band and i, I write music for her. i we stop playing together like that in that setting we play acoustically together but like in that setting we stop playing together well you know just because of yeah how the dynamic between us in front of other people go. <laughs> well yeah <laughs> yeah better yeah. for her to have her thing and i'll do my thing but yeah but I mean, you're writing for it though yeah 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 i'll write and she's and she picked up the ukulele and she's been writing songs too which are pretty cool and that's awesome it. what's it called again uh well her band is called reign of mystique in the dynasty oh yeah and then um yeah but cool what's what's your you just you
1: just go by yourself or
0: oh no well i mostly just produce my own shit i have never really even released anything but i'll write with other bands or write for other people yeah and but when i was in san diego i was heavy into the california roots reggae scene out there yeah so um
1: I love reggae. I still love reggae, but yeah, like reggae. I mean I, when when I was um when I was in like late high school for sure, like I was completely obsessed with the with the Whalers. Yeah. And I just the that. the sound that they produced. And when I was um I went to uh I was in recording classes and um somebody got the raw tracks um all the raw tracks from Bob Marley uh, from uh, "Is This Love"? Oh my god, dude, like you could you could turn down all the faders and just listen to Bob Marley's voice. Yeah, and like I kid you not, it is bone chilling, like to hear his voice. You you when you hear it like that, you understand exactly why. Everybody in Jamaica thought that he was a prophet, right? Because it is so spiritually powerful. Like I can't even exp- I can't even explain it to you. There's yeah. like a rugged like this thing comes from this thing comes from the Old Testament. You know what I mean? Like wh- yeah. like where is this person from? Right. You know, yeah, this it's shit really comes from cool. another world. Like, yeah,
0: it's nothing close to what we see and feel. Right, right, right. <laughs> It's like something else. Yeah, I I love that. Yeah, Bob Marley is just incredible yeah um so i gotta go here soon so Aww. i just want i know i know it, it sucked because I got so
1: much more <laughs> <laughs> so many you know, more. you're doing you're doing everybody in my life a favor right now because i never shut up and then you just run the dog tired right now <laughs> no, but,
0: but that's what makes a good podcast the worst podcasts are the guys who are just like yes no oh, i don't man. know i've had a couple Man. And I cut them short, but I'm I'm actually really bummed out to do this. I have to. My wife teaches voice lessons, right. so I have it's to. Just gotta give it. him a bunch of
1: coffee. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but uh, so, what are you currently working on? I mean, um, I think you said you're gonna go in the studio when we talk.
1: Yeah. Right now, I'm currently working. Well, you just saw I was working on the oh, string yeah, yeah. sections for for Ben Stellet's record. Um, the handshakes are. We've been we've been discussing recording and trying to record. Um, hopefully in two thousand seventeen, but we'll, it'll probably be in two thousand eighteen, um, and then uh, which would be great because we want to do a full length album, and we have we've never done that, a full length album. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean we got. If anybody's in Toledo, who listens to this, we have we have a show um, at Howard's on November eleventh, and you know.
0: Um, it, this probably won't come out until well after that. Well after that. <laughs> <sure>. <laughs> so, um, so if you have anything in December, <laughs> yeah,
1: the, December twenty second, we're playing at the Yield Yield Dirty Bird.
0: Oh, okay, right. Um,
1: but yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. Like other than that, um, you know, we're just we're just keeping with the momentum that we have right now. Um, and uh, do you
0: got do you got a website or anything?
1: Just Bandcamp. Band um, I really wish that I had. some if the, if there's somebody out there who wants to. You know, run my life. I'll give you <laughs> ten percent.
0: So much easier when you just pay somebody to do yeah,
1: it. Yeah, sure. Totally. There's there's things that I just don't want to care about. I would totally give you fifteen percent to ten. We'll make it ten. Ten percent. We started bargaining at
0: 10%. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, okay. Ben, thank you so much for taking the time out of your day. Thank you, Mike. um, Thanks for talking to me. I know it was weird for someone just to reach out and be like, hey, talk to me on microphone.
1: Oh, no, it's my favorite thing.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, man. All right. Well, we'll see you next time. All right. See you, man. so like i said we were on a time crunch and that made this show a little shorter and i apologize i don't usually like to schedule stuff on a time crunch so um that i, I appreciate ben for giving me the time that he did and for inviting me into his home and again write the show at we speak English good at gmail.com let me know what you think ask questions if you have a question for Ben um, I'll put his Facebook stuff in the show notes you can contact him directly or you can email me doesn't matter I'll pass it on Ben's a nice guy and I'm sure he'd love to hear from you Um, so that's it I will see you next week for our 100th episode And take care of your fellow human beings. H.J.'s for everybody. And there's a scene.